You're listening to LeBeau's Life Lessons. Tune in and go to LeBeau'sLifeLessons.com for more episodes. Share, like, follow, and subscribe. And remember, you can change if you truly want to. Hello and welcome to LeBeau's Life Lessons. I am LeBeau Colbert, and today we are working on continuing down the series called Healthy Body. I did some research over the weekend and I looked at what were the most popular genres of podcasts here in America now. And one of those is um, healthiness, you know, health and fitness. And so I wasn't too surprised about that. And I brought over this packet with me that I had created over the years when I worked in the nutrition industry and fitness industry. And I just have so many notes. It is absolutely insane. Um, but you could tell how much I used to read about it and how important it was for me to get it right, just right. And I was a very effective and very popular personal trainer and nutrition coach when I did do that. Now, for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, into this series, we're going down, I don't know how many episodes it's going to be, honestly, because I feel like I could talk about this forever. And it's so important, especially to my target demographic, which is uh, women, especially women of color. And I'm pulling out some of my old nutrition plans that I just used to write by hand in the beginning. I, you know, I went digital later on, but I I see so much. So if you're just joining, I'm going to be talking about, for those who are watching on the video, how I went from this, a 20-something-year-old diabetic, obese woman, to a bikini bodybuilder, model, and actress, okay, through nutrition and fitness. So I gave a bit about, about my story last week. You can find more on uh, LeBeau'sLifeLessons.com and on YouTube, and I show more pictures and things like that. But today, I'm going to be walking you guys through practical ways to create your own nutrition plan at home. Because one of my major complaints as an overweight person was that I, did, I couldn't afford a nutrition coach. I couldn't afford a um, you know, a personal trainer. So what did I do? I decided, well, I have access to the same information they do. I may as well just become it because I was so afraid at that time, and rightly so, of having the same fate as my other relatives. And I knew I had to do something drastic. And though it was a lot of hard work, it was fun along the way. I had a lot of stuff ups and downs. But now I've actually changed the trajectory of my family for the next several generations, and I have not regretted it one time. And my whole family life, family's life has changed because of my decision to get healthy. So as the mom of the family, the matriarch of the family, I think that it's, it's extremely important. I think, I know it's extremely important that we as women show the correct example in the kitchen, which that's where most of health is, in the kitchen, 
and in self-discipline. A lot of kids tend to lean towards respecting the dad. They love the mom, respect the dad, because he is a show of strength and discipline. My oldest son, who is 19 years old, he respects me because of my discipline. And he has followed in my footsteps. And I was able to help him and he took over his own nutrition and now he's gotten big, he's gotten buff, he's super healthy, and so are my other kids. All right, so now we're just gonna go through that. Before I go through, I'm just gonna show you how literally, <laughs> this was a 2018, this paper I'm showing. It was from, it was for a client called Angelica. And it was for 1,450 calories that she needed to eat every day. She was gonna have four meals. She was gonna drink plenty of water, uh, blah, 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 blah. And I'm gonna go down that. And then I'm gonna give you guys some tips. So let's get started. And if you have any questions, I do, for those who are watching on TikTok. And uh-oh, let me get my TikTok view started. Hold on. I forgot about my TikTok crew. Hold up. Hold up one second. I'm not let I haven't left. Just hold on. I'm trying to set up my view. Hold on. I should have did this first. Okay. All right. Okay, so we're back. And there's my camera. Did my camera add the Mevo camera yet? Hold on. Are we? There we go. Now we're on TikTok. They can see you guys now. Okay, so put in your questions and comments, guys. Put in the myths and crazy things that you, and your results and things like that. And if you agree, disagree, why, why not, whatever. Okay. I'm gonna try to go fast through this information. Okay, so today we're gonna talk about calorie counting without losing your mind. How to calorie count without losing your mind, okay? All right, so in this lesson, I'm gonna walk you through how to make a meal plan. I'm gonna give you five meal prepping tips. I'm gonna give you three tips secrets that I've used to using like really maximizing my fitness pal, which I swear by. And then I'm going to tell you the healthiest foods in the food groups. And then I'm going to tell you um, some healthy alternatives you can try to snacks. Okay. All right. So the first thing you have to do when you are trying to create your own meal plan is you have to establish your goal and it has to be clear. Now, I was talking to another gentleman on Facebook. He, he posted on Facebook, he said, I want to be cut next year. And I said, what does cut mean? What does that mean for you? And so I know generally that means when people say they wanna be cut, that means they wanna be lean. But what does lean look like? You ask a guy in LA what lean looks like, it's gonna be different from a guy in Alabama, okay? so. I wanted to know, what does lean look like? Okay, what body fat percentage is that? He had no clue. He had no clue. And I'm gonna send him this video. He had no clue. And so that's what I mean. You cannot hit a target that you cannot see. So 
he was going to fail if I didn't try to intervene. I usually don't. But since I kind of know him online, I tried. So first, now you got to get clear. How clear? You have to get as clear as a personal trainer would be. And how clear are personal trainers? This is how clear. You want to lose how many pounds? By when? Doing what? Eating what? That's how clear you need to be. So write down, let me adjust my camera. Write down, do you, how many, how many pounds are you trying to lose or gain? Because some people are trying to gain muscle here. How many pounds? When do you want to uh, lose it or gain it by? And realistically, if you did everything per perfect, you can gain five to six pounds of muscle if that's what you're trying to do in a year. And realistically, depending on how much you weigh will determine how much uh, weight you can lose, let's say in a month, even if you do everything perfect. Okay, so let's let's establish this first. Forget about what you saw on um, Biggest Loser. That was an orchestrated thing. I've known people who've come out of Biggest Loser and it's not what you think. So the idea that these people get this idea, they come to personal trainers, they think they can lose 20 pounds in a week because they saw it on Biggest Loser. That is not reality. It's surely not your reality, okay? Another thing you have to understand is that bigger people are able to lose weight faster because of how big they are. They carry a lot of weight around. They actually are, you know, it would be considered exercise for you if you were to take their weight and put it on you and try to move. They have that as an advantage. They can drop really fast. However, just dropping tons amount of weight quickly is not the goal because any personal trainer that really cares about you doesn't want you to lose weight fast. They want to lose, they want you to lose weight gradually and over time in a healthy way because not all weight loss is healthy. All right. So even though that's what you want to do, you, you come in. 30 pounds overweight, and then you say you want to be in a in a size four for the summer in a month, and that's not realistic. So one of the first things I would always try to do is help my clients, my previous clients, establish a healthy and uh, realistic goal. Some of them will walk through the door with very unrealistic goals and unhealthy goals. And they didn't even know it was unhealthy because they're just going, they're just guessing. Okay. So to be specific, you have to know how much weight you want to gain or lose and what does that look like? Okay. So what I told him to do, since he didn't know what lean really was to him, what really looked good to him, he just had a vague idea. I told him, I said, go online and Google, um, go online and Google body fat percentage men. And it will show you different men at different body fat percentages. Now you look at that and say, determine what you want to look like. Okay. Now here's a tip. When it comes to weight loss goals, um, muscle building goals and goals in any way, 
always shoot for above what your goal is. So say for instance, if I wanted to be um, 16% uh, body fat, I really should be going for 14% because I probably won't hit 14%, but I most definitely will hit 16%. It's a mind hack that you do because what do they say? If you shoot for the moon, you will fall amongst the stars, right? I've seen that play out. Um, somebody says, you're right. I lost weight fast, then I got it got harder, and I got discouraged. And that happens as well. You will drop a lot of weight in the beginning faster than you would later on. Do you know that that is a common issue with anybody who regu regularly exercises? So, for instance, at a certain point, bodybuilders and anybody will get to a certain point where it's gonna be super hard for them to gain any more muscle, right? Uh, or lose any more weight, especially because now that you're, one of the main reasons why that happens is because they're not changing their uh, weight, uh, their weight loss uh, strategy. You have to adapt and that's something that I'm gonna go over. Because a lot of people, they start off with a certain regimen and they don't change it. They keep work doing the same thing because now they're used to it, they're comfortable. Then they hit a plateau and they don't know what happened. They're like, I'm, I'm still going, like what is going? Your body composition has changed. So now you have to adjust because when you first started, you were at a certain weight and whatever you did then worked for that person you were. Now, your body composition needs a whole new strategy, okay? All right, number two, calculate. So you have to calculate your calories. There's many different types of calorie calculators online. The best bet is to use three of the top most reputable ones, right? And trainers, you'll be able to see like on forums and blogs and they can like, you know, tell, you'll talk about which ones are the best, but you can always use MyFitnessPal and determine how many calories you need to eat to either be in a deficit or a surplus depending on what type of goal you have. So if you want to, so many guys, and I I mean, I was training guys most of the time, by the way. Um, so many guys that are really thin, they'll say things like, I really wanna get bigger, I just can't, I just, um, I just can't get bigger. Or they'll say, I, I can't eat enough. And that's really the key for them. A lot of them have no problem with getting in the gym and really going in at it. But just as much it, as, as it is hard for bigger people to eat less, it's just as hard for thinner people to eat more. They feel very uncomfortable eating more, especially when it comes to protein. Protein, I remember when I first when I got my first meal plan from my trainer to become a bodybuilder and I made my first meal and I had to eat probably about six to eight ounces of whatever uh, protein. And it was so hard for me that very first day because I just, even though I was coming from being obese to now, you know, eating a lot less, I never ate that much protein before. Now, Six to eight ounces of protein is pretty good. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner for me, okay? 
you learn, you adapt to it. I crave protein now, okay? But it took some time. And people will have these same types of reactions when they, when you first make them eat, eat greens. I remember when I used to um, create the meal plans, some of the people will come back to me and they say, well, ever since I started the meal plan, this is their first time eating healthy in their life, by the way. They've been constipated their whole life, let me tell you. They've been constipated their whole life. They would get on my meal plan and they would start to poop. And then they thought something was wrong with the meal plan. They're saying, I know this is healthy, but is it supposed to have this reaction? They thought I was doing something to them. No, their body was flushing out, right? Because they were eating vegetables and greens for the first time. They were getting real fiber because of the fruits and the vegetables that I was making. And I was happy to hear it because that meant they were listening to me. But now they were just going to the bathroom a lot. And that just happens in the beginning. And, um, you know, then they had to realize, oh, it's not that something's wrong with the meal plan. I was broken. You were broken before. You weren't pooping. You were constipated your whole life and you didn't know it. Now that you're eating real food, you're actually getting rid of waste like you're supposed to. Okay, so calculation. And I'll go deeper into that later. Number three, once you have determined your daily uh, caloric needs um, and you and you learn that you, you need to be in a deficit and everything, you have to make sure that you are staying on that, okay, and that you're being consistent. I always tell people this, your results are going to be as consistent as you are. People cheat on their um, diet and then they wonder why they they don't have the results they want. It's going to work as much as you do, okay? Number four, plan your meals by the week. So this is this was my favorite way of doing it, and I'll take a break from this and uh, tell you about these meal plans I used to make. So whenever I would start off with a person, the first thing I wanna know is how many meals do they normally eat? I'm not going to be the person that says, okay, now you have to start eating six meals a day. Or now you have to eat one or two meals a day, intermittent fasting, no. I want to know what's normal for you and what fits for your life because you have to live in your world, not mine. I had, I won't say this, but I just say I know a trainer who would make meal plans based on what was most convenient for them in their life and prescribe that for everybody. And then if they couldn't do it because of their schedule, they would say they were making excuses. I wasn't that type of trainer. I wasn't that type of nutritionist that would say, oh, if you don't follow this to a T, you're just making excuses. No, if this person has babies, they have a nine to five, they have a side gig, they have a mom they're taking care of and all of these different things, I wanna find time for them to sit down and have their meal where they usually have it, not make them in the middle of feeding their baby, feeding themselves. That's not right, okay? So, um, the first thing is, how many meals do you want to eat? So Angelica, this person that I'm looking at this old paper, she liked to eat four meals a day. Okay, so that's fine. I told her to drink plenty of water. Plenty is relative, okay? Just more than what she was drinking. I suggested that 
If she wanted to avoid overeating in the morning, she could drink water with a splash of lemon first thing in the morning and it will kind of um, address her um, early morning hunger. And one trick is that, you know, if you drink like a glass of water before you eat any meal, you're going to reduce the amount of food you eat. So if that is just a hack you can use to, to trick yourself into eating less when you, especially when you go out to eat, okay? All right, so I planned out her meals for the day. Meal one was this, meal two, meal three, meal four. And every meal was full of options of things that she likes. So we went through the different food groups. I said, what would you like to be for your fruit options? What are your snack options? What are your protein options and veggie options? I gave her suggestions. If she were to say something like pork chop, I would say no, pork chop is one of those things we're not gonna go with because it's, it's high fat, low protein. Let's, would you mind trying turkey instead? Okay, turkey. Um, if she wants something like, if she usually would eat ice cream as a snack, I would tell her, let's try yogurt instead, a yogurt pack. Um, and things like that. If somebody really didn't like something, it didn't go on the list, okay? There were so many substitutes I would have to make, and there are lots of trainers that are not willing to make those substitutes. You're gonna eat what they say and that's it. But what I want is not quick weight loss for a right now goal. I want long-term weight loss for a lifetime. So that meant my approach was much different than most trainers. Most trainers, they were trying to help people fit into a wedding dress or some type of other outfit. I was trying to help people be fit for life. So my strategy was, let me ease this on them so it's easier for them to adapt to it and normalize in their world. So now that we had all of those groups set aside, the protein, fruit, veggies and snacks, I would select from those and by my calculations, I will calculate how much protein she needed um, in the morning, night, and all of those things. Okay, back to the tips. So how I, when I would plan by week, what I would do, sometimes I even let them pay for, for me to come to the grocery store with them. And I will go to the grocery store with them and we fill up everything and we'll buy all of the things that were on the list and I will give them tips and I will teach them how to read the ingredients on the back and we would buy what was going to be prepped. Number five, number five is to adjust. In the beginning, I said, it's very important to note that as your body composition changes, so does your meal plan. I used to change the meal plan for my clients every week because once they would go a week eating something, they would be ready for something else. Reason why that's so important is because actually when I surveyed my clients, most of them reported that the main reason why they gave up on a meal plan is because they were bored with it. They didn't know how to cook anything else. Nobody told them to. And after they were just done with the first month that somebody told them to eat, somebody else, some other trainer, they would just drop it all together because the trainer wasn't willing to give them a week to week meal plan so they could experience different food and they didn't have to eat the same thing day in and day out. 
So I was willing to do that and those people were able to see a lot of success. So here are five tips when it comes to meal prepping. Keep it simple, okay? Most of the things that I would meal prep was things that will come in a can. Yes, I would try to go fresh when I could, but things that will come in a can and then I would do my proteins and then I would do my fruit. All fruit is not created equal, guys. Same thing as vegetables. So you will have um, a banana, which it has vitamins, but it's also the same calorie amount as a soda or a candy bar. Did you know that? Some large bananas, same thing, and sugar. They have a lot of sugar in those. Same thing with oranges. So berries, such as strawberries and blueberries, or what I call free food. I will have a free food list for my clients and on each of their meal plans at the bottom of the page, I will put a list of fruits and vegetables they can eat in excess if they ever got hungry during the day. Reason being is because I knew that what whatever I put on that list was not going to take them off their goal. It was so low in calorie like you know, more lettuce or onions and peppers on their, their protein. Those things are not going to affect their goals. So I let those, like you wanna feel like you're more full, eat, eat a large salad, but it can only have these things. And these little things help people to make it through without feeling hungry. And in fact, my clients always felt full. In fact, more than full. The reason why is because Many of the things they would usually eat, which was fast food, would be small in density, but large in calorie amount. So if you go to McDonald's and you order a meal, it's gonna be 1200 calories, okay? And that's most of the food that you are allowed to eat that day if you're going by a calorie count. So how does that work? It was only one meal. But see, if I were to make your meal plan, you will have a table full of food that you will have to eat that day. And you were eating lots of food. So you actually felt full, even though it was lesser in calorie, okay? So keep it simple, all right? Really simple, things that are fast to make. I would take one day out of the week, and then I would make all, make all of that food like for four days or for three days, and that's what I would eat for the next three days. Okay. Sometimes I would meal plan um, for the whole day and I would just eat the same meal for three meals. So um, you can do it for by the day or you can do it, you know, every few days. Use healthy ingredients is tip number two. Okay. And understand what healthy is. My brother was inspired by me and my children to go on a health journey. And he came into my room the other day and he said, is this okay? I have a sandwich and I have an orange. Is that okay for me to eat? And the thing is, I said, you have to actually find out what is healthy, right? And when I talk about healthy, I mean like this. Um, there are foods that are fun. There are foods that when you're trying to lose weight, they are better at helping you to lose weight than others. That's how I grade food. I don't necessarily always say that something is bad for you. I say that that isn't useful if you're trying to hit this. See, so a sandwich and an orange, 
what what's the goal? What are you trying to do? Because the bread, how many times are you going to have carbs throughout the day? An orange, really? I don't I don't even if it's like a, you know, a really sweet orange, I'm only going to eat that to boost my energy if my energy is low. You see? And so food are food is tools. That's how I look at it, okay? And that's how you have to change or reframe your uh, mindset around what food is. It's a useful tool to get you to your goal. It's fuel. All right, cook in bulk. I said that already. Number four, invest in a good in good storage containers. And I say good. Some people say glass. Some people use glass. I say use glass. Some people want to go non-toxic. Perfect. I'm going to tell you this. Those little black ones from Walmart, they break in the, the uh, dishwasher all the time. They go to shreds. Don't buy those. Those are the cheapest ones. Do not buy those. Go to the container store because you will be buying those plastic boxes over and over again. They break easily under high heat. Um, prep ahead of time. So put, pick your, what I would tell my clients is pick your least busiest day and that's your day to prep. Okay. Finally, with my fitness pal, I'm going to give you three tips. My fitness pal, I've been using for um, a decade or so. It is an essential tool. When it comes to calorie counting, it's, they, it's, I wouldn't say that they gamified it, but once you really know how to use it, it becomes gamified because over time, you will be trying to figure out how to stay within your caloric limit. You will start learning by osmosis. Oh, a banana is 90 calories. Oh, an orange is 60 calories. A piece of cheese is 90 calories. You will start to learn that and you'll start being able to calculate it in your mind. And as you're going throughout your day, you'll be able to know, oh, I won't get that because I know that's like 250 calories. I really shouldn't be eating that right now right? So this is how my fitness pal, it stays in your mind. And now you have all this information. Now here are my three tips to really get the best out of my fitness pal. Number one is understand how my fitness pal interprets activity level. If you go on my fitness pal and you set up your goals, one of the questions it's going to ask you is, how active are you? If you say you're active, you know what that means in my fitness pal language? That means that you work out for at least 30 minutes a day, moderate to high intensity, five days a week. Is that your level of activity? If not, do not click that because that is going to mess up your suggestion that the recommendation they're going to give you. So if you're actually only going three days a week and you're only walking those three days a week, you're going to say lightly active. Just say lightly active, okay? This makes a big difference in how much you're able to eat that week. So you need to make sure that's correct. Number two, my, my fitness pal has a feature where your exercise, your movement is all automatically like calculated so that it's adjusting your caloric recommendation 
based on how much you worked out. So for instance, if, if my caloric recommendation was 1,350 calories on my fitness pal, and my fitness pal, because it was on my hip, when I was working out, it took, it's, it added 250 calories to my recommendation that day. And I said, oh, I get to eat this much? You eat it, and guess what happens? You're not gonna lose any weight because my fitness pal is making you eat. <laughs> See, you gotta turn that off. My fitness pal is gonna make you eat the calories you burn. Cause it's gonna say, oh, you burn this so you get to eat that. No, not if you wanna be in a caloric deficit, you don't. So watch out for that. And finally, number three, understand what macros are. So have you ever heard of macro and micro nutrients? Okay. <laughs> Somebody said, uh, sounds better, right? That's what I get. Um, have you ever heard of macro and micronutrients? Macronutrients are the nutrients that your body needs to function. Micronutrients are the nutrients your body needs to feel good and work good. So macronutrients are protein, fat, and guess what else? Carbs, that's right. You do not want to completely cut out carbs because your body needs carbs to function properly. How do you expect to get into the gym and burn, do a, a, um, a really tough workout or lift really hard, heavy weights or to be able to function in your day if you don't have energy? You need some energy, okay? So even though your body you know, stores energy, that's fat. Your body needs carbs to actually move. You take out carbs, you will not move, okay? This is why when people go on a very low carb or keto diet, they feel like death for the first three days. Now, are there ways around that? Absolutely. Supplements can help you to feel better. However, I do not recommend doing something that extreme, especially not in the beginning, okay? Now, um, the recommendation I have for a person that's just starting out, um, you're going to have to gradually lower your carbs. 30% of carbs, and you can find this in MyFitnessPal, uh, my you can actually adjust your meal suggestions or recommendation based on your macros. But with that being said, um, if you wanted to start losing weight, 30% of macro, um, carbs reduction in your daily intake will help you get there faster. Will you feel like crap? A little bit, because if you're used to eating like 50 or 60% carbs every day, your body's gonna be like, what are you doing, okay? But because you're just starting off, 40% is the recommendation I would give to ease that low carb diet on you. So I would say 30% 30 protein, 30% uh, fat, 40% carb. Okay, and as I'm wrapping up, I wanna give y'all some, um, just, just some information on different food, food group suggestions, okay? The leanest protein, which is the protein you should be eating and avoiding high fat protein, is skinless breast, uh, breast also thighs, um, egg whites, white fish, uh, turkey breast, you can eat beans, 
black beans and uh, pinto beans, kidney beans, non-fat Greek yogurt, um, lean beef, and um, and that's that's why I'll stop right there. Maybe some um, lean lamb. Okay, low carb veggies. You remember I said not all veggies are created equal or fruits. Okay, the lowest carbs to eat are leafy greens, spinach, kale, arugula, collard greens, and um, Swiss chard. Some other ones are bell peppers, broccoli, cauliflower, cucumber, celery, zucchini, and asparagus. Those I call free foods. Okay. All right, okay. Now, almost finished. Some um, low fat would be low fat milk, uh, skinless white pro uh, poultry, fat free yogurt, fat free um, um, egg whites again, lentils, kidney beans, apples, oranges, strawberries, oatmeal, quinoa, and tomatoes and carrots, okay? Some alternatives, for uh, bread is Ezekiel bread. That is the healthiest so far. Um, when it comes to cookie brands, Nabisco's Whole Wheat Fig Newtons is on the list. And when it comes to ice cream, Halo Top is number one. Okay, I used to eat that when I didn't care that I was supposed to be eating non-dairy. But <laughs> I hope you guys have learned a lot from this message. Share it with some of those people who claim they don't know what to do and if they just knew what to do, they would do it, send them this. Um, and I hope that it, this helps you. If you have any questions on this, anything that I didn't address, let me know. Go to LeBosLifeLessons.com and leave me a message. I'll see you guys soon. And remember, you can change if you really want to. See you next week. This is gonna be uploaded to Spotify and everything later on today. Bye, bye. You've been listening to LeBeau's Life Lessons. Let's keep the discussion going. Join us on TikTok and follow. Remember to go to LeBeau'sLifeLessons.com for more episodes.